Hello, friends of the calling. Do you know where your immortal soul will go if you were to die today? Would it be heaven or hell? Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The Bible tells us that we need salvation because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3 and 23. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5 and 8. So if you're feeling convicted by this, which is the weight of God's glory showing you your wrongdoings, it's something to be grateful for. It means he's drawing you to repentance. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 reminds us that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So recognizing our low standing before our almighty God is no reason to feel dejected or ashamed. On the contrary, the Lord wants us to be reminded of his holiness in celebration. You know, Yahweh's holiness is the reminder we need to come back into his place of peace and safety. The Lord rejoices to see his children return to him. And because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, our mistakes no longer have to keep us separated from our holy God. And nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Upward Call with Love. My name is Christina, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm saying us because I'm so grateful to have with me today Minister Jaleesa Hardy, and she is a special guest today. Um, Minister Hardy has some great words of wisdom to share with us, but I want to give you a, a brief introduction of her uh, journey here. And I'm praying that this will be an inspiring uh, discussion for all who are attending and listening. Um, Minister Hardy, HHP, also known as the Holistic Health Plug. So that's what HHP is. And she's on a mission to alleviate the heavy burden of sexual and reproductive diseases and disorders for women of color. Uh, Minister Jaleesa is a stay-at-home wife and mother of three under three. So she's busy, of course. Um, she provides spaces um, to create healthy boundaries for people to live holistically, living a healthy lifestyle, and to do so while prioritizing their purpose. So she's an advocate for purpose, as well as living a healthy lifestyle. She is a board certified holistic health practitioner, and she provides access to exclusive holistic health resources that empower people holistically, meaning spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. The whole purpose is so that one would be empowered to heal themselves. Uh, her purpose, she provides different uh, workshops on a monthly basis uh, for individuals as well as groups. She provides coaching that's very specific and tailored for um, the client's needs and overall just holistic health resource guidance. And she also is an author 
Um, her book is titled, It's All In Me, My Journey to Freedom and Living Abundantly. Her model is, whatever you need to truly heal is all in you. So thank you so much, Minister Hardy, for being with us today. Um, before we begin, though, let us um, center our, our minds and our hearts on Christ, and I'll um, open us up in prayer, please. Almost gracious Father, heavenly and holy Father, we come to you with thanksgiving, we come to you with praise, just thanking you, Lord, for who you are and all that you do. Father, we lift up our hearts and our minds to you, and we ask for your forgiveness for our sins, and we ask this in the name of Jesus. But thank you, Father, for your blessings and for allowing us to come together. I thank you, Lord, and I give glory to your name. I'm praying that we will be uplifted today in your presence, Lord God, that we will have more motivation and strength to walk in your calling. We ask all of these things in no other name but the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so Minister Hardy, again, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to um, interview with you because we met some time ago and um, it was a very uh, short but sweet interaction that we had. So I was so grateful um, that God put it on your heart to reach out to me in recent days and to have heard uh, from you again and have that, um, that rekindle that um, encounter that we had and hopefully um, it'll blossom into a wonderful relationship. I'm so grateful because I got to uh, see more about all the wonderful work that you are doing to help people alleviate the different, you know, uh, burdens of not only help physically, but help in other areas of our lives, spiritually, mentally, financially, and things of that nature. So um, just to start off, I wanted to... Um, <clears throat> see if there's anything in particular that you're working on right now that's i guess is of um you're prioritizing or um is in the forefront of the different work that you're doing to help people in these different areas of their life that you wanted to share with us amen um first i just want to say thank you for this opportunity i'm so grateful for the divine connection that we've made um and just for being here today, um, God literally just laid it on my heart to reach out to you. And, you know, we have to really be obedient to those um, inklings when God shows us things. So I'm grateful that I was obedient and I was open to hearing from him so that we could be on this call and conversation today and reconnect. Um, but yes, right now, my main thing that I'm working on, I'm working on a can we program specifically catered toward women of color who desire to have additional tools, resources, accountability, just connections with other women that have um, dealt with maybe things like sexual trauma or fibroids or PCOS or dealing with fertility challenges, dealing with um, having challenging periods or difficult pregnancies, women that are dealing with those types of things that desire to have additional tools, resources, and connections to support them on their healing journey. I never, um, you know, claim to 
heal other people, but God's power is healing. Mm-hmm. And he's given us the power to heal ourselves. And one of the models that I learned from a naturopathic doctor um, that I interned with, she said that if you give your body what it needs and take away what it doesn't, it will heal itself. And that goes for our spirit, that goes for our soul, that goes for our body. So if we are ingesting things that are not supporting us, they're going to cause damage to our sexual and reproductive health. So we have to make sure that we are, again, giving our bodies what it needs and taking away what it doesn't so that it can heal. So that's what this program is geared towards, this 10-week program, to walk you through my 5S formula that God has given me for freedom and abundance, as well as you'll get accountability, you'll get um, different forms of testing and analysis to really see the root cause of what's going on with your health. Um, So that's what I'm working on right now, really doing the market research for that to see um, who wants it and, you know, really how I can support women in this area. And we definitely all need that. Um, I can see <clears throat> the holistic <laughs> um, emphasis that you have there. It is true what what we put into our bodies is pretty much what we get out. But I don't think that we always understand the other implications, the non-tangible implications on our spirit and emotional uh, well-being, uh, you know, how it's all interconnected. So there is a... a a great need for a holistic approach in um, in medicine overall. So I'm so grateful that this work um, is your calling because we do need more people of color um, in these different um, situations and um, in these different practices that can offer something that's different than just a traditional prescription <laughs> and taking those medications on was what sometimes feels like um forever you know but like you said god has provided what it is that we need in order to truly heal and sometimes that does uh, require thinking outside of the prescription <laughs> labels so thank you so much for that work that you're doing so it does sound like you have heard the calling of god on your life and that you are pointed um, in the right direction in doing that work. So can you share with us a little bit more about your calling and this particular work that God um, has laid on your heart? So um, it it sounds like um, you're pretty clear. And in many of our lives, um, we're waiting to receive that type of clarity that it sounds like you have received from God. So could you share with us more about how you learned that this was your calling and um, how that experience has been going for you so far? So this was something that was recently reaffirmed and reconfirmed for me when God reminded me of my birth story, my conception story. Mm-hmm. So when my mom was pregnant, got pregnant with me, my mom and my dad were separated at the time. Um, they ended up, you know, <laughs> rekindling and doing what grown mm-hmm. folks do and ended up pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. Um, a few months into her pregnancy with me, um, they came in and they had some bad news. They told her that I would be born without a stomach 
and that my esophagus and windpipe will be fused together. They told her that if I was to make it through the pregnancy, that I would need to have multiple surgeries to even have a small chance of making it and living a, what they call uh, a viable life. Mm -hmm. So the nurse actually told my mom, she said it it would be better off for you and for this child if you had an abortion. And my mom had already had two miscarriages before me and she had a challenging pregnancy with my older sister who was who was born three and a half years before me. Mm. So for her, going through these struggles with fertility, going through these struggles with pregnancy, going through these struggles with miscarriage and having a broken home at the same time, she had to really stand on her faith and really stand on the promises of God. So what she decided to do, she decided to not take the advice, of course, of the nurse. And she went to a revival and they prayed over her. And she said the only thing that she remembers is it felt like God was pouring gold into her stomach. Wow. And when she went back to the doctor, they could not find anything wrong with me. Wow. So for me, that testimony, that story of how I was conceived, how I came to be, and how the enemy literally tried to take my life. Mm-hmm. He tried to take my voice. And he tried to take the blessing that my mom was going to have through me. So looking at my story, seeing the struggles that my mom has gone through, seeing the struggles that my sister had to go through in order to get her daughter and is still going through right now because our daughter is in the NICU. Like seeing those generational curses, I had to make a decision to say, God, like it stops with me. My daughters, my granddaughters, my grandchildren will not have to deal with these things, fertility, sexual reproductive health, diseases and disorders that past generations had to deal with. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was confirming when God reminded me of that part of my story, that part of, you know, my life from my mom's story with me, it was like, okay, God, I know that this is the direction that you have for me to go in, as well as a a most recent client that I was working with. um, She told me that doctors had told her that she would never have kids. Mm. Like doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor told her that she couldn't have kids. And working with me, she was open to going to a different doctor and doing some different things in order to really deal with the issues that she had around her sexual and reproductive health. And she went to this doctor and this doctor told her, even if after some poking and some prodding that you can have children. I don't know why these doctors told you that, but this is a lot of women's stories. A lot of women are told that they can't have kids because of X, Y, Z, because of fibroids, because of PCOS, because of this, because of that. And it's not true. Hmm. So for me, I want to really take the sheet off of the lies and the misconceptions that have been told to women, specifically Black women and women of color, about their sexual and reproductive health. So that's why I am doing the work that I'm doing at this point in my life, because I know 
how necessary it is just from the women that I I know personally and that I've encountered in my practice. Hmm. So it sounds like your personal experiences, uh, family experiences, as well as your clients have kind of um, helped you continue to confirm that this is in fact your calling and, and it, it does it, it, it's providing a, a sense of um, meaning, obviously, but also motivation to know that you're going the right way um, when you see the results that your clients are experiencing. And when you see the result that your mother experienced, even in your situation, when she relied and depended on the power of God. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Those are some very, very um, great examples and extraordinary. <laughs> this is actually an extraordinary story. So I can see how that can, um, your own experience alone can be um, a great confirmation that this is in fact your calling to help other women overcome these um, different obstacles and rely and trust on the strength of God and what he has provided for us. That's awesome. So what what um, like biblical practices and habits do you practice to continue to stay steadfast in this type of faith? Um, of course, we have our testimonies and we have we can look back on our lives and see the things that God has done for us. And many times we still come face to face with some challenges in our day to day life that makes it a little bit hard to remain steadfast in the so what would you um, say are your best practices and habits that you do to continue um, walking in your calling with that faith and motivation definitely prayer um being one of the main things but I find that sometimes just praying I get distracted so um, I'll fair journal whether it's written mm-hmm. or I will record me praying out loud so that I am focused on what it is that I'm doing and I don't get distracted by what's going on around me or get distracted by my thoughts. So that has helped tremendously. In addition to different Bible studies I do do through the Bible app, I have different Bible study books and wise counsel. Mm. That That is a tremendous help to me and my spiritual walk to continue to keep me grounded and keep me in the grace of God because I could sometimes get caught up in my own wisdom or in my own knowledge or in my past experiences but I have people around me to hold me accountable to say is that what the word of God says Mm. is that really what God has for you to do and one of those people being my therapist so finding a therapist that is really going to hold you accountable to what the word of God says and to what it is that God is directing you to makes a huge difference. Mm. Wonderful. Prayer, prayer journaling, Bible study, finding wise, godly counsel, and then a, um, a therapist that you can trust and, and truly um, rely on in times where you need that human interaction. Those are wonderful Um, strategies, habits, and practices, I would definitely agree. But let me ask you this then, what's your, um, you said Bible study, what would be your motivational go-to scripture from the Bible that kind of just lifts you up when you're going through 
um, a particularly hard time, which which Bible verses speak to your spirit and move your spirit um, when you're needing that extra motivation while you're walking and you're calling? The one that I've had to rely on recently heavily is Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Mm. Mm. I just got chills, okay? <laughs> because not only did I need to hear that, but I'm pretty sure that somebody else yes. on the other side of this needed to hear that. Yes, because we go through certain things in life and we look at God and ask him why. And we look at God and say, why didn't you prevent this from happening? Why didn't you keep me from this? Mm -hmm. But it's a, a, a message on the other side of the mess that we're going through. And even though it might look bleak, it might look hard, it might look difficult, on the other side of it, it's a plan to prosper you. It's a plan to give you hope and a future. Mm. So that is why I'm standing on that scripture because in the difficult times that I'm dealing with right now, I know that it's not the final destination of where God has for me to go. Amen. Amen. You are absolutely right. Someone always needs to hear that because we are definitely living in a time where there's so much chatter and there's so much confusion going on around us that we need a scripture that will anchor us to the promises of God. So I thank you so much for sharing with us, Jeremiah 29, 11. That's a very important scripture for me as well. So how has the word of God um, helped you in your purpose and influenced the way that you conduct your business and even your personal life, but in particular, walking in, walking in the calling of God um, when you're interacting with other people, believers and non-believers alike, how do you use the word of God for the purpose of influencing how you conduct business with your clients and um, colleagues and peers? The word of God helps to keep me humble and grounded. Mm. Because a lot of times when people get into certain places and they're seeing these results, they're seeing XYZ, they're seeing this success, Mm. they get the case and for me God's word reminds me that it's not me it's his power within me that's doing the work that's healing that's, that's revealing that's uncovering that's literally just changing people's lives it's not me mm. so staying in the word of God and staying in his presence keeps me in that place where it's like God I know it's not me I know it's you and I know that the purpose of this is for you to get the glory, not me. Wow, and then that, that again is a very hard thing to stay grounded in in the day and age of hustle culture and in the day and age of social media where we're seeing constant promotion of the self over God. So I can definitely see how um, giving him all the glory because he's truly do all of the glory for anything that we're able to accomplish in our life is definitely a way to um, remain humble and remain yep. focused on the truth and not be he caught up in lies. <laughs> yep. He recently gave me an analogy. He said, when it comes to your business or, you know, the business, mm -hmm. it, it belongs to him. He gave me an mm -hmm. analogy of you being a child care provider versus a parent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it comes to the to your business you're the child care provider mm -hmm. 
he's the parent. And the outcome of it is up to him. When somebody sees the business, they're going to attach his name to it, not yours, because it belongs to him. So if you're doing the business with God and for God, mm-hmm. he's going to get the glory. His name is going to be attached to it. People are going to look and see that the work that you've done, yes, it's, it's impacted it, mm-hmm. but it's mostly about the work that God is doing. Like You're planting the seeds, yes, but he's doing the watering and he's bringing the fruit to pass. So it's not for us to do all of the legwork, all of the hard work, all of the grinding, all of the husky. It's for us to plant the seeds and allow God to do the rest of the work. Amen. Well, speaking of um, the work that God's doing through us and in us and for us, um, can you tell us a little bit more about your book, It's All in Me, My Journey to Freedom and Living Abundantly? Can you tell us a little bit about how God is working through your story um, in the form of this book to help others? And give us just a little bit about um, the gist of uh, the book. So my book is literally my story of overcoming trauma, overcoming sexual abuse, overcoming multiple instances of rape, different types of abuse, drug addiction, alcohol abuse, like overcoming all of these things by the grace of God and using the things that he's given me in order to be a testimony to someone else, Mm. in order to to be an encouragement to someone else to say that. We have the same Holy Spirit within us that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And that's what kept me sane. That's what kept me standing. That's what kept me grounded as I was going through all of these things and healing from all of these things that I had gone through. To be able to write my story so that somebody else can be encouraged to know, yes, you've gone through this. Yes, people did this to you. Yes, this happened to you. But that's not your final destination. That's not that's not where your life is going to end. Because there were times where I wanted to end my life where I wanted God to just take my life because I no longer wanted to deal with the pain. So me writing my story is about being a voice to the voiceless, to those that are suffering in silence and don't have anyone to go to. So for me, sharing my story, sharing the things that I've overcome and the tools, resources, information, and knowledge that God gave me in order to overcome, to be in a place where I can talk about these things and share these things with other people so that they know that they're not alone. So that they know that there is that there is something on the other side. Amen. And I see that um, you're very open and candid about this. Um, to me, that is the signal that it is the work of the Lord um, through your story to help others understand um, the power of God to overcome all of these things. And, you know, lately I have really been thinking more and more about the troubles and afflictions of those who believe and follow Christ. Many people will, sometimes I'm going to say, people think that when you come into your calling and you're walking in faith, you're following Christ, that somehow you'll be exempt from the many afflictions that we face on a day-to-day basis, just by virtue of living in the broken world. And that 
most believers can understand that we do derive our power and our righteousness from the Holy Spirit living in us. But sometimes it's a little hard to um, conceptualize that when you are going through the many afflictions that God definitely promised us that we would experience. I think in particular of Psalm 34 and 19 that says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. But given that um, we're still going to um, experience afflictions and sufferings and troubles in the world, even when we're walking in faith and even when we're walking in the calling that God has on our life, what advice would you give from your own experiences, but also from your ministerial background, being a minister? How do people reconcile those two things? Believing in God, trusting in him, but then also going through these afflictions. What's your advice there? It's so ironic that you would even ask this question because I have so much peace and so much joy right now, even though my marriage is falling apart, even though I'm in the process of filing for divorce because I've been in an abusive marriage and God has given me the clarity and direction to remove myself from this situation for myself and for my kids. Mm. Previously, I would have been a hot mess. I would have been depressed. I would have been sad. I would have been down. I would have been still holding on to something that God was telling me to let go of because it's familiar, because it's what I'm used to, because I still, because I, I would still have hope that, okay, something might change, something might get better. But for me, what has helped me go through this and still have joy, still have peace, still have the motivation to get up in the morning and take care of myself and take care of my kids, is knowing that it's only temporary. Mm. Mm. This situation is only temporary, as well as this life is only temporary. Mm -hmm. I know that on the other side of this side is a blessing, and my children. I know that on the other side of this life, there are so many more blessings that God has in store for me. And I pray this prayer every single day. And we sometimes overlook it in the Lord's Prayer, the part that says, God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. I know that this is not God's will for my life. So I know that he's going to bring me out of it. I know that he has more in store for me. I know that he has better in store for me. I know that my story is going to give him glory and that other people are going to be the benefactors of what I've gone through because I'm opening up and talking about it and sharing about it. Knowing that there are other people in situations and they feel stuck and they feel like because of what religion has told them that they shouldn't get out that they should just stick around and stay and just you know endure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's that's not what God desires for his children he desires for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven and if your your life your your situation is looking like hell that's not God's desire for your life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Your your honesty, your openness, and your faith, they're, they're so beautiful. I thank you so much for just 
being so honest and open because these are real life situations that people are dealing with, but rarely um, speak about. Um, I'm thinking about 1 Peter 5 and 10, which tells us definitely that there will be a period of suffering, but that we will also be restored, supported, strengthened, and we will be placed on a firm foundation. And this is by the grace of God. So thank you so much for being honest about that because people need to know that people go through stuff, but it's not forever. Just as you said, it's, this is a temporary period of suffering here on earth, but we will be restored, supported and strengthened. Um, we just need to continue to hold on. So as we, we close out, I'm just thinking, what's one thing that you want the audience to take away right now based on our discussion and then let us know how um, people can contact you or get in touch with you after this one thing i would say is to not be so prideful mm. to not ask for help or not reach out when you're going through things mm. because you're ashamed of what you're going through because you feel like you should have known better or you feel like, you know, you got yourself into the situation. There's always someone out there that may be going through what you're going through or have gone through what you're going through mm -hmm. that can support you as you get out, as you make shifts, as you get back to God. You don't have to do it alone. God is not designed our lives to do them alone. Mm -hmm. So be open and be discerning about the connections that God has for you to make on this journey so that you don't have to do life alone. What a blessing. Wonderful words of wisdom. How can people um, contact you? Yes, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at the Holistic Health Club on Instagram, um, on Facebook um, as Minister Delisa Hardy. Um, my email address is hello at delisahardy.com if you just want to reach out and you know connect with me connect with me via email instagram or facebook thank you for and that then my, yeah and then my book is on um amazon as well you can get a personally signed copy from me awesome and you also have the um electronic copy um on yes. amazon correct yeah it's yes. all in me my journey to freedom and living abundantly and that is by minister Jaleesa P. Ray on Amazon. I want to thank you again so much for sharing your experiences, your word, words of wisdom, and then also reminding us of the holistic approach um, to healing. And we need to be more concerned about some of the other areas of life, um, spiritual, mental, and emotional health, just as we are with our physical appearance and physical health. So I do thank you so much. I'm wondering, Minister, would you um, close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Awesome. Father God, we just thank you so much for this time. We thank you so much for your presence, your mercy and grace that we need this day. We thank you for each and every person that is going to listen to this podcast, Father God, that they be connected more to you than ever before. We pray that their wounds be healed, Father God, that they be able to open up and share with you first and foremost what's on their heart, what's on their mind, what's on their spirit, so that they can continue and begin their healing journey, Father God. I pray that 
the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Father God, so that people's hearts might be touched by what we talked about today, Father God. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for each and every person that will listen to this message, Father God. And I pray that you touch them spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, Father God, so that they can grow and walk in the purpose and the calling that you've placed on their lives, Father God. I ask that you touch Christina and our ministry and the things that you've called her to do, Father God, as she's pouring out, pouring out, Father God, continues to pour back into her abundance so that she's pouring out from her abundance, Father God. Father God, I ask that you just continue to touch her ministry, continue to touch her home, continue to touch her spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, Father God, so that she can continue to do more work, to do more ministry, to do more um, discipling for you, Father God. I just thank you once again for this opportunity and for using as you see fit, Father God. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in our lives, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So audience, please just um, remember that Romans 8 and 18 tells us that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So continue, please, to press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And check out Minister Hardy's book, on Amazon, you will not um, be disappointed because it is an open and honest testimony um, for the uplifting of God's people as they walk in their calling. So again, thank you so much for joining us here. And I pray that you all are blessed with the love of God. Okay, friends. Since Romans 3 and 23 shows us that all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God, we need a savior. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In Jesus, we can still go home, y'all. To our Heavenly Father, our confession and repentance in the name of Jesus brings about our restoration. Salvation by grace alone, through faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ, is the only way to enter heaven. So come to Jesus and experience God's forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Confess your sins, repent, and be restored. Praise God for his gift of salvation in Christ Jesus. Accept his offer of grace today and be saved. Acts 11 and 18. When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. I love you all with the love of Christ. Call on the name of Jesus and be saved today. God bless.